This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. I'm Lucy Walken. It's Tuesday, the 16th of August. In your sport today, the Bombers have Alistair Clarkson on their radar. The Knights investigate a bathroom leak. Surfing returns to Tahiti. And Roger Shuivasashek is back. This is your sport today. We're starting today with AFL News. Essendon has a new president. A new external review has been ordered, and that could mean they have a new coach as well. Luce, you're living it all down there in Melbourne. Take us through what's happening. So it's been a rough year for the Bombers and their fans. Last year, the club played finals footy, but halfway through this season, the Bombers were coming third last. President Paul Brasher ordered an internal review into the footy department to get to the bottom of why the club was struggling. And that review was submitted two weeks ago, which reportedly said to stick to the current plan. But on Sunday, the Bombers were soundly beaten by the power to stay in 15th spot. And yesterday, a board meeting was held, and that's when Brasher stood down from his role as president. President. Former Channel 10 sports boss Dave Barham was voted in in his replacement and the club says an external review will now also be conducted. It's all a bit of a mess at the moment at the Bombers. Uh, so there's a new president and a new review about to take place. But as for the coach Ben Rutten, he's been spared loose but for now. Yeah, he's safe for now. He does have a contract for next season, but his biggest supporter was Brasher and now he's gone. There are now reports Essendon are going after four-time premiership winning coach Alastair Clarkson. Clarkson has interviewed for the vacant roles at North Melbourne and the GWS Giants, and the Kangaroos have reportedly offered him a deal for at least five seasons. But Clarkson has said in the past that he'd like to coach a big Melbourne club, and that's exactly what Essendon is. Reports say if Clarkson does want in an Essendon, Rutten could be gone by today. Well, now all we've got to do is wait and see. As it stands, Rutten will coach the Bombers in the final round this weekend against the Tigers on Saturday. Then we'll have to wait for the external reviews findings. Let's switch footy codes to rugby league now and the Newcastle Knights are looking into an incident involving star player and co-captain Caleb Ponga. Luce, he was filmed leaving a bathroom cubicle with teammate Kurt Mann on the weekend, but his dad has come to his defence. Yeah, his dad, Andre, says Ponga and Mann were out celebrating his son's purchase of a new house and that he felt crook, so Mann was just supporting him in the bathroom. The footage that was posted on Snapchat on Saturday night shows a security guard asking both men to leave a toilet cubicle of the Delaney Hotel in Newcastle. The Knights say they knew about the video on Sunday night and the NRL Integrity Unit is working with them. Ponga won't play again this season as he recovers from repeated concussions and Mann is recovering from an injury. What the players were up to and whether they should have been drinking will be up for the Knights to decide. Yep, well, Knights football boss Peter Parr is speaking at 10am AEST today, so we'll likely hear the full story and what, if any, punishments the players will receive. To golf now, and if you tuned in yesterday, we told you about the FedEx St. Jude Championship final round that was being played in the States. Well, if you switched it on, you would have seen American Will Zalatoris win his first PGA tournament in a fairly dramatic playoff. Loose, one of his shots defied physics, I swear. I still don't know how the ball bounced. 
like that and didn't go <laughs> in the water. That was on the third playoff hole, a par three, and Zalatoris's tee shot hit the edge of the green, then bounced five or six times on the stone wall bank and somehow didn't go in the water. Crazy. His opponent, Sepp Straker, didn't have the same luck. His tee shot hit the green, then the stone wall, but his went into the water. <laughs> they both had to take a drop, but Zalatoris held his nerve to win his first tournament in his 56 sixth attempt. He's finished runner-up four times and his putting has been criticised, but he hit plenty of clutch putts to get the win and move into the box seat to win the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yeah, he's now in first place with two events to go. The next one, the BMW Championship, starts on Thursday. But there'll be no Cameron Smith. He's pulled out with a hip injury with a hope to be fit for the final event, the Tour Championship, later this month. Let's talk some surfing now, and this week the Tahiti Pro returns after a year off due to the pandemic. The event takes place at Chopu, which is known for enormous waves and dangerous conditions. And Luce, both the men and women will be there this year. Yeah, it's been 16 years since the women competed at Chopu because of those dangerous conditions you mentioned, Sam. The waves can be bigger than three metres and underneath the water is razor sharp coral. Aussie champion Stephanie Gilmore is over there and she sums it up like this. Here's her quote. It's a pretty terrifying wave. It's beautiful and intimidating at the same time. (laughs) This is the last event before the World Surf League finals next month. Gilmore and Tyler Wright on the women's side and Jack Robinson and Ethan Ewing on the men's side are the Aussies hoping to qualify for the finals. Yeah, Callum Robson and Colin O'Leary are also outside shots of making the final five surfers that compete in the tour finals. So lots on the line. Uh, No official start time in Tahiti as they wait for the right waves, but it should be any day now. And when it does kick off, you can watch it on Foxtel and KO. Cricket Australia released its five-year plan yesterday. All the usual stuff is in there about growing the game and increasing participation. But Luce, CA wants to get cricket back into the Olympics. Yeah, we've just seen the Aussie women's team win the Commonwealth Games gold medal in Birmingham. And now the next target is getting cricket in for the 2032 Brisbane Olympics if it hasn't been included already. Cricket has been an Olympic sport before, but not since the 1900 Games in Paris. The host nation gets to pick the sports, so cricket would seem like a no-brainer for Brisbane, but the IOC has to approve every sport. But we could see cricket before Brisbane. It's one of the nine sports that are being considered for the 2028 Games in Los Angeles, and if it is concluded, I guess I'll be watching. Yeah, Lewis, I might go. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to go there to LA and check it out. Uh, The new sports get pitched next month, so it might not be long until we find out if it's in. Uh, We're leaving it pretty late today, but today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile, which nation won the cricket gold medal in 1900? Uh, Lewis, give us a clue here. Be nice about this one and give you a 50-50 chance. It was either Great Britain or France. It's a coin flip. Lewis, find out the answer at the end of the show. We've got a bit of an update from our story yesterday about Callie Gibbons, a.k.a. Roger Shuivasa Shek. He thought he'd been banned for doing a shui, but it turns out he's a free man. 
Shoeys for everyone, Liz. It's going to be shoeys all round in round <laughs> 25 at Mount Smart Stadium. It turns out it was just one security guard that Gibson says had it in for him. Gibson is a bit of a cult hero in New Zealand for doing shoey pretty much every time his beloved Warriors score a try at an NRL game at Mount Smart Stadium. He's become so popular that the shoe he sculled out of on Friday night was given to him by a popular TV show called The Crowd Goes Wild. But he could only do one before the security guard kicked him out and told him he'd been banned for life. Yesterday, the Warriors confirmed Gibbons hadn't been banned, so expect to see him in round 25 against the Titans doing what he does best. As Gibson says, he should be able to consume a beer how he wants, whether that's in a bottle, a cup or a shoe. All right, we are running out of show, but before we go, the answer to today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Who won the gold medal in the 1900 Olympic Games? Lucy, it was either Great Britain or France. Who was it? It was Great Britain. It was Great Britain, but, I mean, there were only two teams competing. There was only one match, and the French team had 11 British nationals, so probably not the most professionally run (laughs) sport back in those days. Uh, Before we go, just a reminder that we have our own Sport Today newsletter. Check that one out. It's got everything you have in the podcast, plus we have the highlight of the day, the photo finish. We poll our readers. Uh, Some really interesting results coming out of that kind of stuff. Uh, Apparently, not a lot of karaoke fans out there uh, check that one out you can head to sport-today.com.au or hit the links in the episode notes to subscribe today alright we are done Luce and I will be back with you tomorrow we'll catch you then